Hi, and welcome to episode 56 of K12 Tech Talk. In this episode, Chris talks about his process of starting a new project to find a new phone system. We talk about E-Rate 471s. The window opened yesterday on January 12th. And Chris talks about his ECF funding that he got the other day. He can buy a bunch of Chromebooks and teacher uh, laptops. And unfortunately, at the end of the episode, we have a very special announcement about Corey. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk. Uh, with Josh and Chris tonight, no Corey tonight, unfortunately. Um, but we are in the somethingcool.com studios, and Jeremy, it's cold out, it's getting ready to snow. Um, this will be the first, I guess, really measurable snow in our area this year. So, Jeremy gave us, you know, the kind of that to warm our bones, um, chili. And grilled cheese sandwiches tonight. So thank you. And he like flipped them so wonderfully. Yeah, they're not burnt. They're just that golden. You can tell he took a lot of time and effort on these grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, I don't know, Jeremy. What kind of butter? I don't know what kind of butter. I think that it's Lando but... Lake. It was. I think he said it was Lando Lakes butter uh, or Kerrygold. Uh, that that's a special butter too. I don't know. We'll have to get the recipe from him. Um, Chris, on your grilled cheese, what kind of cheese? What kind of cheese do you prefer? I know, I know, Jeremy gave us good old American cheese here. Yeah, I'm an American guy. Me I too. do the uh, like one and a half slices. I do too. I do. I, not, I, not too much cheese. I do two. I do two slices. I like cheese, uh, but my family's weird. They like that highfalutin cheese, like pepper or not pepper jack. Uh, Colby Jack. No, Colby oh. Jack and. Cheddar, those have no business being on a grilled too cheese sandwich. Sharp. Yeah, too sharp. Yeah, too highfalutin. <laughs> um, that's my family, though. High maintenance. So, thank you for listening to the K12 Tech Talk podcast. Um, we do have a Twitter account. If you haven't been on Twitter, uh, check out our Twitter account because we've posted some pictures of some new shirts. Heck um, yeah. Our Twitter account is K12 Tech Talk Pod on twitter and chris tell us about the awesome new shirts that may or may not have a uh they may or may or may not tie to a current event because we're net neutral here yeah right we're not political no i don't think we're political not at all uh you came up with the design uh, i was rather i was rather picky about the design too wasn't i yeah i think our t-shirt guy got really aggravated (laughs) Uh, so, uh, if you look up, and we talked about it a little bit, I know at least one episode, in Missouri, Governor Parson uh, and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, uh, there was a journalist reporter guy on the uh, Desi website, and he figured out uh, the whole their teacher social security numbers, right? We're yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, public. In the, in the source accessible. code. Yeah. Yeah, in the and then yeah, how he was doing it was it was in the source code, uh, and then the governor has said things about prosecuting this guy and like the guy like 
got other people involved, kept quiet about it, told them they took the site down to fix it. And then they came out with an article about it later. Yeah. Um, but then the, it's, I think it's been called like terrorism stuff, right? Like uh, it, there's been language very close to that. If, if not that, but yeah, he, the, the governor is, t- is pulling out all cyber the criminal. And, uh, he, he wants this person prosecuted. The highway patrol has done an end of investigation and it has now been referred to the Cole County, which is the county in Missouri that, that uh, Jefferson City, our state capital, is in. It's been so referred- not to say that there's not going to be something that comes out that blows this whole thing up differently than what we think. Right. But right. every article, and even there was the bit about the person that was like involved with like working with the St. Louis Post Dispatch, like a security, a cybersecurity person. Yeah, at UMSL, at University of Missouri, St. Louis, yeah. Basically, you could hit F12 and start to dig into it very easily. So, our our new shirt says F12, uh, and the exclamation point equal sign does not equal uh, hacking, is what the shirt says. Yeah, so if you want a F12 does not equal hacking t-shirt... Uh, hit our Twitter account and look for one of our most recent tweets. You'll see a couple because um, it's been retweeted several times. We've had some good traction on this. We've had quite a few sales already. And when this is our um, kind of, we did a kind of a pre-release to like our personal Facebook account and stuff and the Twitter account the other day. And uh, we've had a it's number. It's a cool of, shirt. We've had a number of, of, of sales already. So if you want to And it that, squashes the thing. It reminds me of elementary school, middle school. When you thought F twelve was hacking, see, I'm so, I'm considerably older than you, so that wasn't even a thing when I was in elementary school. Oh, so even that story aside, take Missouri out of it. Yeah, just because you hit right. the F twelve key doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. Now, so it's a cool been... <laughs> shirt, a geeky shirt, just in general. And the and the language is not too big, not too small. I, the way I described it to Chris oh my was gosh. was from nipple to nipple across the chest. And I had to tell the t-shirt guy that. <laughs> like, we had so many emails back and forth. And all this is, is a, it's an F12 key. Like, it looks like a key. <laughs> and then it was just an exclamation point and an equal sign. And that and, and it took, and then, like, three weeks. Yeah, it was really something. <laughs> because I was so picky. I wanted the, I wanted a particular font for the word hacking, the cal- like a calculator-type font. Um yeah. And we got there. We got there. I think it looks great. I, it's good. I, it's a soft shirt. Yeah. It, I think. And also, somethingcool.com spotted us uh, some money to get the shirt cost down. Yeah, so their name's on the back of the shirt as well. Yeah, their name's on the back. Uh, K-12 Tech Talk logo's on the back. Uh, so pretty cool. We're pretty excited about, I guess we've, we're into clothing now. Yeah, we've got our own clothing line, Chris. Would, did you ever think that you would say that? Never. <laughs> but pretty okay. cool so shoot us an email at k12techtalk uh at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear our, your feedback actually chris and i have some talking points tonight that uh will actually request your input and your ideas yeah we legit um, don't know yeah legit don't know so hey, if you have shirt ideas too and you don't mind giving us the idea but you don't want to make any money off of it <laughs> Email us. We might send you a free one if we sell a couple. Yeah, if we use your idea, we'll send you a free shirt. There you go. That sounds And cool. a sticker. That sounds great. And a yeah, sticker. Yeah, we still got stickers. 
so yeah, you guys in in Boston, we want we want an idea from you. Oh, Boston, Bo- Boston, go park 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 your car in the car park and and give us a t-shirt idea. And uh, hey, I want to give a shout out, big fan Dan. Yeah, uh, Dan's been a longtime listener, and he was the first to buy a shirt, and I just think that's awesome. That's awesome. So we were super popular in West Virginia this week. I don't know what happened. If you're listening from West Virginia, you guys smoked the rest of the states. I don't know what happened, but we have an amazing amount of downloads from you guys, and it's been like uh, in the last three days. So whatever you're doing, if you're sharing it with your friends, keep it up. Uh, we love it. We love to see these increased listens. Uh, we appreciate it. So, Chris, let's jump into the first your your phone system conversation. Yes. Yeah, so we have an old uh, was Toshiba. Um, Toshiba did this, and I think we're on five something years with it. Um, Toshiba declared some bankruptcy stuff because they invested too much money into like a nuclear plant or some crazy story. <laughs> I mean, for real. Really? Uh, then my tip, yeah. Like the letter we got when they said Toshiba was no longer going to be supported was like, really, it was because of their investment into nuclear technology. Huh. They they chose wrong or something. Nonetheless, they got bought out by Mitel. So it's technically now a Mitel system, but it's still Toshiba. Uh, it's reached, it's beyond its end of life. Uh, we had to recently buy, like they even shut down. So this phone system checks in with, or used to check in with like a licensing server. Uh, they shut that down. We had to buy a dongle to plug into our stuff to like fake out that it was checking in with a licensing server. Wow. Uh, we had to buy some phones off of eBay. So we're we're ready for a new phone system. Um. And I, I wanted to pick your brain on what you thought we should check out, but then I was wanting to hear from listeners as well. Yeah, so we have a, a via IP office that's probably, it, it's a little bit older than yours because I think I replaced our old phone system right before you got yours. So ours is probably in that six, seven year range. Um, I know it's a hair younger than our switches that we're getting ready to replace. Um, it works fine. It's a voice over IP system. Um, it's, it's got a, what I would call old school, not an old school PBX, but it's, it's a box in our server room that, that, uh, sits on the network and does all the call control and, and voice traffic. Um, it's a, a PRI connection to, uh, for dial tone. It can support SIP as well, but I know there's way newer stuff out there. Vertical, vertive. Um, there's a couple big players in the state in, in Missouri, both one in, in the SEMO area and one in, in Southwest Missouri area. Um, so I don't think you'll have a problem selecting a phone system. Corey just got a new phone system I, at, at his job. I don't remember what he ended up going with. Three um, CX, I think, right? Something like that. And th- so that's one of the big popular ones. I know listener Bill uh, got a new phone system. I think it was this summer, if not shortly after school started. I don't remember what he got. Um, but again, it's, you know, all the new phone systems are going to have those bells and whistles. And it seems like kind of the popular thing to to do now is go with those open kind of open source type systems that can support those, uh, Yaylink phones. Don't, you know, I guess you don't have any Yaylink phones because you still got that Toshiba. I think Corey was buying Yaylinks for his new phone system. Um, they're relatively cheap handset 
and kind of they support all the open standards and yeah work really well you know i got a nice big color display on them and you know multi-line multi-function buttons stuff like that so what what major features are you guys looking for for a phone system we do a lot of the secretaries use like a call manager windows program oh do they really uh i mean they're always dragging dropping calls that way uh so i know some kind of utility or app or something that does some of that i think will still be a pressing thing that they want last time we did this we ran a committee we had secretaries and principals uh different folks come i think we had one teacher on the committee to figure out all the bells and whistles like what you know what do we actually use and why right so i'm expecting that we do that again would you but back then that was the big thing and i know it's still used like our secretaries use that thing a lot interesting would you entertain a soft phone because more or less that's kind of what you're getting into at that point with that call manager kind of thing we uh the system we have can do that and it just it wasn't as feature rich as yeah the the, the windows based program that 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 we have right now but i mean i i think everything's back on the table uh and i think that i i i think the cost is going to be a lot less than what it was yeah all those y- years ago you you would sure think so yeah i don't remember what we spent on our phone system when we got it. I just had to buy some more licenses for it the other day. Um, what feature has the pandemic changed anything as far as features that you're going to look for? Like, I know one thing that would have been nice is if we would have been licensed to have, um, the app on our phone and been able to use more or less the phone system for every teacher anywhere when we were shut down. I remember it was funny when we did shut down, everybody was wanting to suddenly figure out how to do conference calls just with our phone system, not, you know, not with Zoom or Google Meet or anything. Yeah. But that got brought up um, to easily do that or to do that quicker because hmm. right now it, it takes just, I mean, not many instructions to get through it, but there's some steps you have to do. Uh, but outside of that, I mean... And I would like to go down the road, and not so much because of the pandemic, but we still have fax machines around. Yeah. Uh, we, we've we always had hesitancy on, on doing the whole just instead of a fax line, just sending it straight to email. Yeah. I'd like to try to nip that with this. We'll see. Yeah, you go with some sort of like e-fax type solution. I'd love to do that. Yeah. And right now, too, it's a weird deal. Our phones... Uh, at two of our buildings, the bell system uh, works with the phone system. Uh, so we're going to have to figure out bells a little bit. And then we have super old intercoms everywhere. Yeah, we do too. I'm hoping to get the nip that. I think bigger than pandemic stuff, there's more focus on uh, physical security yeah, and on on in the moments of crisis, what buttons do you press to let everybody know? Yeah, I think we might pay better attention to some of that. I so one of the things that we discussed when we got our phone phone system, and this was years ago, was the option of more or less replacing our intercom system with the handset in the classroom because before they didn't yes. have handsets in the classroom, now they do. Um, and pretty much every vendor that we talked to said they don't recommend that because 
the speakerphone, more or less, the speaker for the speakerphone, they don't feel is loud enough to overcome normal classroom noise. Like if the, if the office is trying to call down and, you know, it's not necessarily loud in the room, but there's stuff going on in the room. Yeah. Way back in the day, previous school district, we had a, uh, three com phone system. That's what we had, which was pretty, which was pretty rock solid. Yeah. Uh, but the elementary, they did, they did not want the phone to ring during classroom, you know, sacred time. Yep. So it was on hands-free. Well, you would call it, so it would just beep once or whatever. And you had that thing turned all the way up, but you would call, you can hear the teacher and the kids, and you're like yelling on the phone. Hmm. And they they just don't, they can't hear you because that's not, you know, that's not what it was intended for. Right. So you might be replacing your your intercom system as well as your phone. I would like to nip it all. Well, because it was brought up too before, like, it would take several steps, but the idea of something crazy is happening district wide. Do you have the ability to pick up the phone, do one time shot of something, and then that message goes over all the phones and the intercoms, like all throughout the district? Right. Yeah. Uh, it we can pull that off, but it's you know several steps, a couple calls, you repeat yourself a couple times. Right. I think yes. that could come up again. So you're starting that search now, more or less? Literally just, I guess last week I talked to my superintendent. I brought it up probably for the last year, uh, put the bug in his ear. Um, but I got to have a meeting and talk about it, uh, that we got the green light to go ahead and do a committee and start demoing things. And Cool. So yeah. I guess plan would be over the summer, have it ready by starting yeah. year. Yeah. I think I'm going to pick... I think I'm going to demo different systems, invite a committee. We're going to pick a preferred solution, like 3CX, for example. Right. Then I'm going to write an RFP uh, and give the preference in there to try to steer the ship a little bit. As opposed to just doing an RFP and getting different solutions presented. Right. No, I think you're better off going that way because you're comparing apples to apples. Rather than, and and realistically, any system is going to have ninety percent of the same features. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be those little bells and whistles that we, if there's some that we just die on the hill of, we got to have whatever. Right. Well, and, and I probably, don't care. I don't care. It's going to be the secretaries that care. Yeah, and it'll probably come down to those features and how they get licensed or the cost for the licensing. Um. So yeah. So E-rate season is upon us. Uh, the the 471 window opened yesterday, actually. So if you have had your 470 out for 28 days, um, you can officially file your 471 as of yesterday. My my plan, my 470, my 470 has been out since I think right bef- right after Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, so my board. I'm taking a recommendation to my board next week, and pending their approval, I will file my 471 next week. I just did my 470s. Did you? And what this is the latest in my life I think yeah, I ever have. You normally do it before Christmas, don't you? Yeah, usually I come in over Christmas and knock it out. Uh, we're going to replace uh, all of our switching and our MDFs. Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. I think it's time. Yeah. How old are yours? Super old. Really? Most, I mean, 
this is my eighth year. They were there. A lot of these were there before me, uh, probably two, three years, maybe before me. Yeah. Mine are all, I mean, they've held out super well. Yeah. Mine are all and seven switch, years. Switches get weird like that. They do. And we're starting to see some port failures and I don't, I mean, yeah. they're, they're seven, eight years old. I, okay. You know, they've served their useful life. Um, so we yeah. have some POE issues. Yep. And over time we had changed out power supplies or upgraded power supplies. But again, it's 2022. I don't, and the, we, we, we bought those the years and years ago, the right. amount of POE that we have on these right. wasn't, wasn't right. So wasn't yeah, thought of then. that was one of the things that I did before I released it. I went, I stepped through every switch and looked at the POE, you know, show POE yeah. use or whatever. And, made you know to see just what i was actually using because back then we didn't have many poe devices so i had right. planned planned for the future you know, i wanted i wanted 1044 watts of poe available for every switch and we're not using like i think my biggest switch was 500 watts mm. so um i i lowered that down that's going to save us a little bit you know lower that spec requirement down a little bit on the switch so you went for switches too yeah, I did. We're getting uh, the RFP was for thirty switches. Yeah. Did you uh, like port count? Did you do you foresee growth, or do you think you're going to be stagnant? Um, in these, the ones that I'm replacing will be stagnant. Um, the construction that's going on right now is not really in any of these areas, so um, the construction that'll be we're building a gym in the next three years. So that's. We- in the yeah. big scope of thing, that's not going to be a high port count. You know, we had similar logic too. Like anytime port count goes up, it's because of construction. Right. Construction is typically bond. Bond will have money to buy new switches. Right. So yeah. we're like, I think we're, I think yeah, we're that, good. You and that's a good way to look at it too. E rate is almost kind of that maintenance money. And if there's a construction project, like you said, there's typically dollars already allocated to that project. Where you can sneak in a three thousand dollar switch yeah. pretty easily. I well, I mean, E rate. We were we were just talking about this in the office. So like phone system, I go like phone system is dying. I and I and I've had, I mean, three bosses over my career in K twelve. Uh, they're all penny pinchers because superintendents are supposed to be. Yeah, phone system. It's going to be local money. It's pulling teeth like the thing's dying, but I still have to like preach for a while and give all these great reasons and like act super sad and how bad it's going to be. And (laughs) that's like a thing, but then E-rate because it's a discounted thing. Yeah. I can spend two, three, four times the money and I never get E-rate questions. What's, what's your discount? Are you 50, 50? No, we get 80 off. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. No, and again, how can someone say, like, it's eighty cents off the dollar? Like, no, no, we won't pay the twenty cents. Yeah, we're we're but, sixty forty. But the money, like, even the like the local money, still ends up being crazy more in E rate land. But no one, yeah, because you're getting a deal, man. Because my whole thing is like a my my boss. If I'm, yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe I should be more vocal. If if I am talking to you, it's because I've come to some great conclusions <laughs> after a lot of research and dealing with it. Right. It's conversation is needed. Yeah, it's not a whim 
thing. Yeah, I'm never like, hey, let's just see if we can get cool stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm actually asking right. because we need it. Right. But E-Rate, it's, it, I'm, I've never been questioned. It just flies. Yeah. Local and money you, stuff, tons of questions. You do your process backwards of what I do, right? Like, you... Mine's my timing. If I filed early like you... So, I... Always in February, I'm before the board, and this is at this current district. I think at my previous, it was a little bit different. But typically, I file 470s in December, uh, and then my 28 days is usually hitting in January. Sometimes it can bleed into February, but usually my board report for February is already coming due. So I usually know the, the ballpark figures, but I might not know the particular vendor by the time of the report. Gotcha. So I'm more asking, I, I'm more getting the approval for the dollar amount. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, hey, it's going to be, you know, company A doing this and company right. B doing that. Yeah. See, and I, they, it's always been the opposite for me. I, I get everything and then they approve a specific bid from a specific vendor. Um, and again, I don't know. I mean, I, I should really just do it earlier. Yeah. Like, and, and the big reason why I did it early this year is because, the constraints of everything. I mean, it's no secret. Everybody's still waiting on access points and switches from this year. So um, I think that's still, well, in, in our performing arts center project, everything was backordered and some of it still is. So that's at least fresh in, in my leadership's mind and the board's mind. So it, I can say, Hey, look, I, I want to do this in January because I want to be on the front side of this order. And so that it gets here right away. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, because we're we're still dealing with some of that stuff now. Um, we're doing access points at two buildings. Too. Are you? I mean, we're getting in line. But yeah, yeah. Because we have access points pending for two other buildings. Right. Yeah. So speaking speaking of that, speaking of that <laughs> HPE Aruba, a proud sponsor of the K twelve Tech Talk podcast, and then you know who puts those in very well and can configure them. Uh, let me like fire. Let me think. Is it uh, Derek and Jeff? Derek and Jeff at Provision Data Solutions. Another proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. And just all around good guys. They're really they smart. are good guys. Yeah, they are. Pretty good guys. Pretty good guys. Um, so I guess, let's see. What else we have here? Um, well, you so know what? What? I was thinking, too. I was going to go to MidwestTechTalk.com. Yeah. Uh, which is this uh, conference that we uh, are affiliated with. And we haven't talked about it on Not here, yet. but there's the technology security symposium coming up in March. Uh, we would love to see some K-12 techers there. Yeah. From Missouri, or if you want to travel, it's in, Colum it's in uh, yeah. Columbia, right? Yeah. March 11th at Stony Creek Hotel in Columbia. And actually, right now, Josh, we're doing one of the sessions. I don't know if you've even seen that. Uh-oh. No one has volunteered. So right now, we are doing Securing Google. How to run a podcast? Yeah. Literally on the schedule, it says, Securing Google, K-12 Tech Talk podcast will present unless someone else steps up. Need someone to present. Yeah, we need to find somebody to present that. Uh, but we have some good stuff. Uh, Huntress is going to be there. Those are the guys that did the uh, Kaseya. Yeah, Huntress Labs. Stuff. That's awesome. 
They're sponsoring. They're doing a keynote. They're doing a session. Uh, Mornet, our state consortium, they're going to be there. Trying to get the FBI there, right? Yeah, close to getting that locked in, I think. Rooks, if you're listening, we're just waiting on you to get that locked in. <laughs> uh, but nothing but security, every single class. So that Midwest Tech Talk we do in July, there's a lot of just tech things there, like how to fix a printer, how to configure a switch with the security one. Uh, just legit security classes all throughout. So back to E-rate for a second, but it's not really E-rate. You got your ECF funding notice? Heck yeah, I've gotten two rounds of ECF now. Have you? Uh, I had, uh, so our teachers were moving them to laptops. Yeah. Uh, I maxed out the laptop budget that ECF would give. I think it, I think it was like 400 bucks a piece. Yeah. Uh, and then we just got approval for s- several hundred Chromebooks for one of our elementaries. Cool. And Chromebooks are supposed to come next week. Wow. Yeah, which my guys in the department were really grumbling because they were like, cool, you got approval. Are we doing that like over summer? And I was like, no, next week. <laughs> and I didn't do white glove or anything. Oh, you're Cause a I wasn't, jerk. Well, because like, okay, b- but think about the math. Okay, so I bought these laptops. Then I got reimbursed 400 off of each one. So that was thousands and thousands of dollars I got back. Right. And then over on the other side, I got hundreds of Chromebooks, but ECF does not cover the Google licensing or the warranties. But hey, guess what? That reimbursement on this side pays for the warranties and the licensing. So in doing all that math to make those dollars make great sense and make me look really good, white glove had to cut it. Wow. Well, you can have your your tech kid, your tech students help, right? Yeah, I actually too. This is new. Uh, we have a high. Our school does like job flex stuff. Like kids that are looking for particular careers can uh, work. Yeah. Uh, we had a student approach us about he wants to work in a school tech department, so he got approved to work for us. Oh, that's cool. So we- like three hours a day, we have another helper we we do that during the summer we'll hire um one of our high school kids to help us and it's and it's worked out very well that's it this is a great kid so far and i think he's going to be a great kid no matter what but we told him he's going to be unboxing things for a while Um, he'll love it yeah the whatever he'll be working and getting paid so whatever hey another good phone system supposedly is that ring central that something cool.com provides oh that's right i forgot about jeremy doing that yep um, do you give your Paros Chromebooks? We, we are, we give a select few Chromebooks now. Uh, so we have those Paras that kind of help out with the library and computer lab and teach, yeah. not teach because they're Paras, but they sh- help kids learn how to use things. We give them Chromebooks, but coming up soon we're actually going to move to give all paris chromebooks they have to go through training uh but that's going to be a brand spanking new thing we've never done that before what about you guys we officially we don't um but what i've said in the past has been it's really up to the building principals to allocate those devices how they see fit okay um so i'm i'm not going to tell a building principal no you can't give 
device XYZ to a para. That's that's their call. So if they want to use, you know, ten of their devices in their building to give to paras, that you know, that's on them. That they, they can do that. Um, but officially, as as my department buying them and, and allocating them to to specific people, no, we don't. Um, do you give teachers Chromebooks? We do. Yeah. Okay, and then do teachers and students have the same Chromebooks? No, uh, our teachers have fourteen inch uh, touchscreen Chromebooks. Okay. We bought this year, but they, they had so, 14 inches before too. When you talk about a para getting a Chromebook then, would that be a student, yeah, a student. Chromebook or an a extra student. teacher one? Okay. No, a student Chromebook. Yeah. It, and it's, I mean, uh, I it's worked. I'll, I'll just say that. It, it's worked. There, I can't say there hasn't been complaints, but... Um, My whole, so where I got with paras, because I hated it, I, I didn't like any of what I'm saying. We we and above me or, or with me or whatever originally didn't want to give Paris Chromebooks. And some of the thought process was, and this was said to me and I, I mean, I took it and I repeated it. Uh, a para is not paid to work at home. Okay. Well, when you give a mobile device, right. There's, there's an typically, expectation. yeah, there's something extra that kind of goes with that. And, and, and administration did not, Want to give a for the protection of the position, right? We're not giving you a device so that you can't be told to do work at home because we don't pay you to work at home, right? But man, I'll tell you, like, and I hated it. Like, I, I, ups, I, and I'm the messenger, and I would try to like have this conversation, but it's a hard conversation because you're telling someone that they don't make enough money to get a Chromebook, basically, is how it can just be taken, right? Uh, and they're being put sometimes into positions w- where they are doing the work that would need a Chromebook. That would necessitate one. Yeah. No, I, I get well, that's it. That's always and, sucked. And I, I can see the need for it. It's just, it's one of those things. If you don't have enough devices, you don't have enough devices. Yeah. So then um, we got to where some pairs would get them. Well, we finally got to the place. I'm tired of trying to figure, oh, this pair does this. Right. Well, and realistically, that... That shouldn't be your call anyway. That should be the building right. principal's call. Agree. Um, so, how do you how do you stay organized, Chris? How how do you take notes? Oh, um, and stay. Is this organized? the question of the day? I, sure. Let's 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 say. Um, oh, we need to we need to talk about SHI real quick first, though. Um, SHI, they are our featured vendor. Question of the day brought to you by SHI. Yeah, they Take are our featured vendor uh, this series. And actually, I had a conversation with Ross, my sales guy from SHI today, about buying uh, a desktop for our new performing arts center. Um, so that gives you an example that SHI not only sells Chromebooks, they sell desktops, they do services. Um, we actually buy our Go- – what's that Google – education workspace pro extra extra version whatever um we bought yeah we we buy that through shi um so they can they can sell you any number of things uh they're great to work with i think i think i emailed ross today and within 10 minutes he emailed me back wanting to clarify a few things on my request and then uh he was getting me a quote by the end of the day so they're super responsive uh, they're one of, uh, he called me last week and said that they were one of the few companies that actually had Chromebooks in stock. Now that was last week. I don't know if that's the case this week still, 
but they are super responsive. Their folks are super honest, and and they do have very, very good pricing. They have won uh, our last several years' worth of Chromebook projects uh, because they have the low, low bid, low price. So it's worth reaching out to your SHI rep if you already have one, or Justin Guarini Shazari. 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 What's his email address, Chris? <laughs> you put me on the spot. Oh, I thought you had it looked up. I thought that's what that was what you were doing while I was talking. No, I was making critique notes. Oh, Remember, gotcha. You know how I tell you what you did wrong after yeah, this. Yeah, I say Elm a lot. Uh, so <laughs> there I go again. So they also, just to give you an idea of the different... Justin. Okay. J-U-S-T-I-N <laughs> underscore Shashare. C-H-I-S-A-R-I at shi.com. So they they have sold me HP and Dell Chromebooks, and I know they can quote a number of different make and models. So they are a very well-connected reseller. Um, so back to the question of the day. Got you. I'm really big into Evernote. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and I buy the subscription. Do you really? I, yeah, I have a ton of notes, and I do the scan to Evernote stuff, or you can text to it or whatever i do i i'm a big evernoter and i like highlight things so like i have one it's like a in my mind it's like a piece of paper on the screen it's got everything i have kind of going on and then yellow means i think i should work on it today or tomorrow oh my and gosh. red means i should work on it today and then that, and then everything else is just white that's ridiculous and then <laughs> I have a piece of every day, pretty much. I get out a piece of paper and I write things on it, and I have great satisfaction when I like I scribble it out. Oh, yeah, you can mark things off your list. Like excessively scribble it out. Hey, you need to get that dog under control. Oh, my gosh. Um, I will tell you my, and it's not really an organizational thing. You would probably freak out if you came in and saw my office because my desk has got Chromebook parts and whatever else all over the place. I I take notes and write things down on a yellow legal pad and I never throw the legal pad away. Oh, but sometimes you write thoughts that are dark. So and that's I, gonna get found one day. Yeah, so I take notes from from phone calls. I take uh, like documentation when I was replacing one when I was having a VM host problem I was documenting VNix on on it, uh, IP conversations with IP addresses and subnets and email address, whatever, what whatever I need to write down, I write down on these yellow notepads. But you so keep them. I do, yes, because I I will tell you I have had to pull out those yellow notepads, say from a year ago or two years ago, and flip through it because I know I wrote something down and find what I was looking for. So they have I, saved me. I used to do that actually, not with a legal pad, but with it was a notebook kind of bit. But I would write random stuff too. Like do you write random stuff? No. I I draw boxes and stuff around things when I'm, you know, on a phone call and I'm bored or a, or a webinar and I'm bored. No, I think but you just revealed like like we need not hack you 
on the internet. No, you need to go to my office and steal my notebooks. Yeah, yeah. You need to do the physical that would be security really, kind of thing. That would be really bad because I think I've got four or five of them since I've been there. There's been somebody, probably from West Virginia, that's been listening all these episodes, waiting for this moment. Yeah. Well, and and you know, I meant to mention this too. We have had a spike in listens from Canada. Um. So whoever the listeners in the lovely province of Ontario, Canada, uh, you guys are rocking it even more than West Virginia. You know, take me home country roads. Because they're going to hack us. Um, but you, well, but they're going to have to travel here. Yeah, you, you folks up in snowy Ontario um, eating your poutine. Um, poutine? We must, be, we must be good entertainment while, hey. while eating the poutine. Um, I used to have a friend from Canada. Really? He said, hey. <laughs> okay. We're not friends anymore. Probably because you made bad Canadian jokes. <laughs> um, he built so, boats. Oh, really? Or his dad did. I don't know. Good story. So we might be holding auditions. Yeah, and this kind of sucks to talk about, actually. Yeah, don't don't get upset. Did he text? He texted. I think he gave he, like, he said he listen, was... and we're not joking. This is getting weird. Corey wanted to be here for his last episode, but then he canceled. <laughs> and with the honest to God's truth. <laughs> yeah, we were texting today. We were, He was in, he was in, he was in. And then, like, an hour and a half ago, he said, oh, man, sorry, guys, I'm going to have to cancel. He's got some family stuff going on. Um, and he had and he had to cancel. Um, I don't know that we talked about – I don't know that we really did talk about it. Corey got a new job, and congrats to him for that. Uh, his wife, as well, has job jobs going on, some progression of expansion stuff happening. Uh, sounds like life's getting busy. I think he's he's a busy dude. Which has pulled him away. Although, here's the deal. Because I think we need to be real with this as well. Corey just sh- shows up. <laughs> like, to the pod. Well, and, and he might still show up tonight. I'm, I'm halfway expecting him to pop in and, you know, eat runts so, yeah, into the microphone. So to say that, man, life's just really busy. You don't prep. You yeah, don't hustle I, sponsors. Well, you just show up and and, you know, it it may sound like this is a very well polished and practiced show. We really don't do any prep work. We and if there is a prepper, it's not Corey. Well, I mean, he has to get his runs before the show. Yeah, he preps himself to the fridge. Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, So with all of that being said and slightly slanderous, uh, we we might be looking for someone to fill Corey's shoes, and I he says he has Hobbit feet, um, so I don't know how big the, those shoes are. I'm trying to think if I've seen them. Um, so yeah, we might be holding auditions for a third person. I know we had Eric on a couple weeks ago, and I thought if Eric, you like Eric, send us an email. Yeah, if you like Eric, send us an email. K twelve Tech Talk at Gmail The deal with Eric is that he's genuinely nice. Um, all the time. Yeah. 
But he's got little kids, and he can't record until like 10.30 at night, and I'm in bed at 9. Yeah, but man. we can't... Can you argue with Eric? Mm. Can you raise your voice to Eric? Probably. He'd probably raise... He'd probably scare us. I know, he... He can his, get dad voice, I bet, really easy. His authenticness to loving life, I don't know if it fits here. True. So yeah, if you want, if you want to uh, come on the podcast, and I mean, we we're gonna have to vet whoever we have on and make sure you're not uh, a loon. Um, so send us a like a you know experience history kind of thing, and we might we might have you on. There's no guarantee if you email us that we will have you on, um, but we might invite some people on to try out, and maybe Chris and I are good enough. The two of us, I don't think so. I think we need a third person. Yeah, we do better. Um, or uh, the dynamic of three was ha, ha, has been sweet. Yeah, and I would really like to get someone out of our area. You know, someone with maybe an ultra big school that um, has different experiences than we do, or has a different way to look at things. Looking at you, Boston. Um, Boston. So I, I don't know. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting. So we're not gonna we're not gonna jump at it just to fill shoes. It's gonna have to be the right person. Um, but we are. I mean, this is legit, Corey. If and uh, if if so, all listeners, if you've been listening for a while, you remember at the beginning, Corey was a special guest. Right. Before that, he was a guest. <laughs> He's going back to guest. Yeah, there's a progression. You have to like earn your stripes in our. Like in we our... have to change the stupid logo. Yeah. We have oh, to pay money yeah. to change the stupid intro. No, I I cut that. I I just edited that. That was fine. You already fixed it? It's been fixed for like a month. When he what? Sen- since he told us he was quitting. Yeah. I'm off to start. Listen, I mean, I listened to that. No, I fixed it the week he told us he was quitting. His name's gone? All of our names are gone. I want my name in there. It's just K-12 Tech Talk. Not That's with stupid. Josh, Chris, and Corey. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk. But Corey said this. I couldn't make it. I love everyone. All of the listeners, and especially the millions and millions of Corey's fans. <laughs> he did legitimately text us that, which, I mean, you can tell that's Corey's How many language. fans did he have? Like, two? Well, Dan, right? Stinking Dan. Corey, yeah, Dan. Called Corey the goat. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going to miss Corey, tweet us and, and say your farewells to Corey uh, we'll make sure he sees them. If uh, you're interested on coming on, shoot us an email. We'll have some conversations and see. And uh, it'll if you're to... happy he's gone, let us know. Yeah. Oh, have you been have you been uh, noticed in public yet as a member of the K12 Tech Talk podcast? Just at that local thing. Oh man! I started you're... speak. I started talking. He ruined my joke. Oh, was that the bit? No, you were supposed to say no, and I was going to say I have. My kids saw me. Because <laughs> uh, he's probably the only one that listens. Uh, no, I was at this downtown thing, and it was it was actually one of the, like, uh, the, a technician for something cool. Oh. And we had never met before, and I spoke. And he turned his head. <laughs> and it was super weird. That's how that went when I was on the radio in St. Louis. I was at a restaurant and was talking, and this guy walks up behind me, and he says, Hey, are you are you Josh from 
such That's and a such riot. radio show. I'm like, yeah. He was, man, I listen to you every week. Yeah, that was pretty I love fun. it. Yeah. Pate, Pate, listener Pate was sitting next to me when that happened, I think. Um, all he right. Could that, be, he could be a, he could get on here. Yeah, we could have him on here. He's like touched by an angel. Dude. Pate, you want in? Died twice and survived. Um, that have, could be his intro every single time. That's That could be the episode we have paid on here, Touched by an Angel. All right, that was episode 56. Thanks for listening. Tweet us. If you want to say goodbye to Corey, tweet us your goodbye at K12TechTalkPod. Shoot us an email, K12TechTalk at gmail.com. Buy a shirt. Buy our new... Heck um, yeah. Uh, F12 is not hacking, you know, right across the chest, nipple to nipple. Um... I think that phrase is going to catch on myself. You know, uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shirts are, I'm supposed to get the shirts tomorrow. They're going to start shipping out. Awesome. I'm excited. Spread the word. I'm excited. Spread the word. Hit us on Twitter. All right. Well, who's going to say bye bye? No, you say your thing, and I'm, well, I'll make up something. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks yeah, for listening. That was episode 56. Uh, We'll see you next week. See ya!